Hello, and welcome to episode 34 of Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We are going to do another dig through the book. We're going to flip through the book and find a topic, right, Jay? Yep. I'm going to just open it up to a random page. Okay, I flipped to page 52. <laughs> and the very first thing I read is, warning, don't tell Nina. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, Nina. <laughs> and I have a cough drop in my mouth, so I apologize, but I'm trying to keep from coughing around you. So, That's um, all right. So I, I say in the seminar, you know, one of the things we talk about in the seminar is how important it is to get support for your goals and your visions and your dreams in your life and to be around like-minded people who are doing the work, you know, um, having a – Pam Grout calls it a power posse having a powerful group of people who are doing the work with you and helping you stay accountable. However, a lot of people when they come to this work have a whole network of people who are enrolled in negativity and enrolled in, you know, listening to, to their friend or the, you know, from the past. And so you want to be very careful about who you share your dreams and goals with. Um, Edwin Gaines in the book, The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity, she says, don't tell anybody about your big dreams. She says, only tell like maybe a prayer partner or a coach or somebody because so many people are have such a propensity for negativity. Is that the right word? Propensity? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good word. I like it. <laughs> um, they're so used to being negative or, or coming from a place of limited you know, like the like the sky is not the limit. The sky has a big limit. And so, you know, I think it's important to be conscious of who we share our uh, goals with and who we talk about what we're up to with because so many people just go negative on you in a second. And, I, you know, that's what I did when I started the weight loss journey. Um, I obviously had told our seminar folks, you know, but I didn't go and tell – my family and I didn't go and you know talk about it to everybody and and share what I, what was happening with me because it was really such a personal thing for me that I needed it to be for me and not about what everybody's opinion was about it and in the past I mean and that was really one of the biggest differences that I had um, done when I started that journey was usually I would announce to the world, I'm going on a diet, you know, and I would go to Weight Watchers or I would do, um, I would check in with people. And then I always felt judged. I always felt like people were looking at me like, oh, look at her eating that piece of cake. Isn't she supposed to be on a diet? You know, or or just say, oh gosh, how hard that is. And I can never do that. And you're so brave. And, you know, even if it's a trying to be quote unquote positive. So I didn't tell anybody. And that was so when people started to see it and especially family members who were like are you losing weight like what what's going on and I was like oh you know a little bit and I just didn't make a big deal out of it um I think they were very surprised by the fact that I didn't do my big announcement and I think that that was a huge difference for me was I didn't have any negativity around it it was all for me it was all about me and what I was trying to accomplish that's brilliant you know but Nina dude Nina <laughs> Nina Negativa. And, you know, I say in the book that you, everybody has, not everybody, but, you know, we know people that are just a complaint. Oh, yeah. You know, they're just a complaint. And they are, 
and unfortunately they're they're living in a low level of hijack so they're ruminating and they're they can't help it their brains are swimming in cortisol and so and they haven't been able to get down from their hijack so everything's negative and those are definitely not the people that you want to try and share your goals with or tell stuff to um, because they're not going to have a positive response they're going to make sure to say something like i don't know make some comment about it or act like it's not possible or tell you you're a dreamer or you or know. make fun of it, you know, we'll like, yeah. you know, like, this is so stupid, oh, I'll just have to think really hard about something, and then suddenly it happens, you know, I, I've heard that a lot. But I love what you said about, you know, usually you'd make an announcement, and that when it's real authentic, it really is something you might want to keep a little more close to your chest. Yeah, it was like, this is my thing, and it's none of y'all's business, and, you know, then you had the people who were supportive and great, and those people were people who then I could open up to as time went on, but it wasn't something that I shared with the world. Now, I think that another topic around Miss Nina is sometimes even harder to deal with are those people who are supposedly in the work who, if you ask them, they would say that they are doing this type of work and their personal transformation and they and they and they talk a good talk but then when it really comes down to it it's not there and so I've had that happen to me several times where it's like I think that I found a partner in crime somebody that I can share with and somebody that we can you know dream up the big dreams with and then I find them to be a Nina in disguise almost I don't know what what do you think about that kind of situation. Well, and I don't know about a Nina in disguise, but I definitely know that there are people who, and especially, you know, when people first start doing my work, that first day when you do a seminar, it depends on where you're coming from. But if you're coming from any level of, you know, it can be triggering is what I was going to say for people um, and jarring for people sometimes. And I think that uh, what sometimes people will find is that it takes a, it takes work. It, you know, we talk about this all the time. You have to stay conscious and do the work and practice and practice and practice. <laughs> Otherwise, you go unconscious and you go back to your default mode. And I just heard somebody say the other day that they literally admitted to their partner that one of the reasons that they were not engaging in the work is because it was they felt like it was too difficult. Ah, yeah. It was easier just to go negative and be like a giant fu than really deal with themselves and be responsible to themselves. And that's true. I it's mean, true. it's not yeah. easy to be, you know, to do this stuff. And our default modes are so ingrained in us that, you know, I was talking to one of my clients the other day. She never gives herself credit for doing the work and she does it. And so she'll, you know, she'll tell me this is how I handled this or this is what I did. And I'll acknowledge her and she'll be like, oh, I wasn't conscious that I did that. Or, or she'll, she'll say, I'm kind of proud of myself because, this time I really didn't get negative or I did, I handled it this way where I couldn't have, I wouldn't, you know, I don't think I would have done that. Mm-hmm. I don't, she feels like she's not getting it. Like her story about it is that she doesn't get it. Ah. And what I try to tell her is it's not that you're not getting it. It's that you've had like your whole lifetime, you've been programmed to never think about this stuff. And then you've had a couple of years working with me and that's going to change your entire life. I mean, well, yes, it's but... all, it's going to change your life. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's all training and development. It's not like you're going to, you know, I've, I still go unconscious. We all, you know, I say unless you're sitting in a cave meditating all the time, you're going to go unconscious sometimes. Yeah, your you're human design is designed to survive. And whatever 
those neural patterns you created to survive whatever you survived, you know, depending on how deep that is, some people survive some horrific shit, you know, and so people who have trauma or come from pretty intense negative backgrounds, like any kind of physical abuse or mental emotional abuse, domestic violence, that kind of stuff. I mean, some of the survival neural patterns that they have are just it being unconscious is is about survival. Yeah. And so I think that they default to that and it takes work to get themselves up and out of that. It takes a rigorous practice of doing this kind of work to build ourselves up out of that. Otherwise, you know, we're going to constantly default to that. So I think that some people think that because they've made progress or whatever, that in their world they are doing the work, but their default mode is still way more negative than you're used to. Right, yeah. Does that make sense? Totally, totally. Because it's like, I think, how can you sit there and say, oh, I'm this evolved human being and I'm doing this and, and, and offer advice, but then you sit there and I listen to them talk and it's like, good God, just shut up. You know, like just yeah. stop with it because you are just not being real here and I, I i guess with the negativity part of it knowing that there are some people who are just kind of naturally negative um i don't i i guess how do you i guess it's not i'm trying to frame my question here in the right way because obviously there are people who are dealing with some big big shit um and you i Yes, I completely get where they're coming from and, and having that change. But those people who are, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. The the people who you think are safe, that aren't safe, um, that safe place or those safe people or whatever. And it can be people who you love sure. and it can be people that you are super close to and you have a wonderful relationship with and you, I mean, it could be your significant other or your family member or your bestest friend in the whole wide world. And it's still not the person that you need to be talking to about your personal development. Exactly right. Yep. 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 In fact, most of the time, those people are not going to listen to you. Like you should be stepping up and being responsible for your life. They're going to give you agreement for you being right about anything you want. <laughs> Which not, it's not terrible. I mean, you know, no, that, but it's that so feels true great sometimes, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I always, you just need say, somebody to be like, "You are so right." You are yeah, so right. Yeah. I mean, I always <laughs> say, if I want to go get somebody to let me be right, I just go talk to my my siblings, you know, and they'll let me be right about anything I want. They'll tell me I'm right, and they'll by God, they'll give me evidence. (laughs) 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 We call it sibling shinkta. (laughs) Oh, I like that. (laughs) But they're not who I go to whenever I want to be, have somebody hold a mirror up to me, which is what I want most of the time. And so, you know, that's my coach's job. And that's my, you know, my job to hang, hang out and only share, you know, stuff I want to transform and my commitment to transform it with people who are going to get that. Right. Because people will let you off the hook all the time. Oh, God, yeah. When Jessica and I got married, one of the things that we discovered was that when you are about to get married, for some reason, you have an excuse for everything. Anytime that we would be remotely late or anything, and this was before we were doing the work a lot, you know, we were, but we really got like, man, people just let us off the hook for everything. <laughs> oh, you're so stressed out. You're planning a wedding. We're like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you're telling me I can completely be out of integrity because somehow planning a wedding in our culture is so stressful that that means I get out of being responsible for anything. Like that doesn't even make sense. But she and I really 
acknowledged that and noted that when we were planning our wedding because people said it to us all the time. Anytime that, you know, we had anything go awry, they were like, well, you have an excuse. You're planning a wedding. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? That doesn't even make sense. But that's how people want to give us an out because I think the more we outs the more we have them ourselves probably i don't know but we definitely aren't a culture that holds people responsible for their crap no because because if you do if you do it's like that per- level of personal responsibility is then i think there's this fear level like oh crap so if i hold them responsible then they have the right to hold me responsible yeah and so I'm just going to let people, oh, it's no big deal that you were late or, it's, oh, it's no big deal that you can't do this or whatever or you didn't do what you said you were going to do. Um, and I think that women do this a lot, a lot. We forgive people for their indiscretions or, you know, we, we let them off the hook much quicker mm-hmm. because it's being nice. Mm. That's what nice people do. Right. And we're taught to be nice. (laughs) And so holding people accountable is not nice. Yeah, exactly. It's well, and in the Midwest, in the Midwest, we would say it's impolite. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, so how rude was that human being? (laughs) They're holding you accountable. I told them that and then they just, they just shit all over me, even though I was trying. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And we're raising a generation. I find this to be true. Uh, the more that we become helicopter parents, the more that we um, are, we just excuse away behaviors and those type of things with our kids, the more that that, you know, this generation that's coming up is finding themselves not responsible for their stuff, you know, and, and I actually had this conversation with my 13 year old the other day, who was, is very quick to say, oh, well, so I didn't do it or so-and-so's parents let them do this or what, you know, whatever it is. And so finally we had a very large talk (laughs) about personal responsibility and how my job as a mom is to hold up that mirror. Yeah. You know, like it's to say, no, this is, this is your, your deal and this is how you've got to deal with it. And how are you going to deal with it? Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to do it because you want to swoop in and save them and make it all better. Uh, But sometimes you just can't. And that's the lesson in life um, is that you got to take some of your own shit and deal with it. Agreed. I don't know what that has to do with Nina, but uh, (laughs) I'm sure she's in there somewhere. (laughs) Well, about Nina, that's also important again. And the importance, we were just talking about this on our last podcast with Rhonda about how important it is to have a power posse. You want to really be conscious. I would say I am very conscious about how many people I have in my life. I don't have a lot of people who go negative. Like I just, you know, it's back to that. Or do you want to be a life sucker or a life breather? And to me, Nina is a life sucker. Mm -hmm. Suck life out of me. To be with somebody who I have to drag to their greatness. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. <laughs> you know? Oh, I love that. That's like such a, that's like a total visual that I'm having right now. Hair, like, right? Yes. Yeah, like kicking and screaming, you will yeah, I have be great. Damn it. I have to talk you into, and you're going to try to talk me out of the fact that you are powerful. And I will have people argue with me. <laughs> And that's when, for me, at this stage of my coaching business, I'm not you do. I'm not the coach for you, because I am not spending every session talking you into your own self-esteem, 
that you are wonderful and you are powerful and you can do this. And I am not the right coach for you right now. (laughs) I can refer you to somebody who might help you or a therapist because you know what I mean? It's like, Oh God, you know, it's just exhausting. How people will literally argue with me that they are worthless or that they can't do it or that they're no good or you know, it's like, honey, if you want to hold on to that story, you go right ahead. But good God, yeah. it's just you, not. You it's can go do that someplace else. <laughs> yes. We don't have time for anything fun and powerful if you're going to stay in that conversation. And that's not to say that there are moments in your life that all of us, I mean, I know that oh, you've of told. Course. You, of course, of yeah, course. And that, we're not telling any of our listeners that you're not allowed to have some pity parties in your life. <laughs> no. You know, like. No. We all need them, and sometimes they're really healthy. Sometimes you get really in discovery about yourself when you start to kind of go there. Um, I know that some of my big aha moments have been in the midst of a a big meltdown pity party where then all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, yeah. Well, if nothing else, you get what a pity party you are. I mean, you know, you can get for yourself how, look at me being such a pity party. You know, like, I'm feeling sorry for myself. But that's the thing. Like, I mean, this this is something I don't think you ever get is like, you know, for somebody who's been doing the, the, the work with me for as short as you've been doing it, as far as I'm concerned, you're like leaps and bounds. Like you've, you've just transformed so much and you're always willing to, you know, look at that stuff. And so I think that's, you know, that's, that's why sometimes I think that, you know, your level of consciousness is not the same as some of your peers and, and, you know, cause everybody gets it in the way they're going to get it. And, and again, depending on your past and how much you can believe in yourself or not and how much confidence you have or not. I think all that plays into it. You know, how much evidence do you have that you're worthless? <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, it's true. Oh gosh. That's a really good way of thinking about it too. I mean, if you spent your life in that space and then it takes a while to just get to the, get to that place where you're like, I'm, I'm a good human, you know, like, I really do show up in a good way and I am a good person to people and I do do good work and I'm smart and I'm whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. I can manage this. Well, and you were raised in a family of leaders, right? Yeah. And, and while that had that, that has its own stuff to deal with, right? Cause you and I have that in common, right? Yeah. Your my dad was the mayor of our city for 30 years running uncontested. <laughs> right. I mean, I was like Opie Taylor, Uh, (laughs) yep everybody knew me everybody knows my family and there's a there's a consequence or a price that kind of comes along with that where everybody knows you and everybody knows your business and everybody knows your parents you know and in my small town everybody knew everybody but you know my dad because he was a leader and because he was out front so were we Mm -hmm. right so there was definitely an impact however I would take that over I have no self-esteem I'm told I'm a piece of crap I'm told you know like there's my friends whose parents were just drunk and not doing anything. You know, I mean, I, I have I have a lot of friends who, not a lot, but I have some friends who were raised by, by people who are not well. And I think oh, that gosh. for them, it takes longer for them to work out some of that stuff than some of us that were given some level of, some modicum of confidence because we were kind of pushed into being leaders our whole lives. Right. No, that's very true. Yeah. That's my yeah. story about it. <laughs> I like that story. I that's, think that's all a good, made up. <laughs> that's all, we, we just made that part up. But it's true. I mean, it, but it makes sense and it, and it feels right in that way. And it does explain uh, some of the, you know, the Ninas in my life, knowing what they 
or, you know, what place that they're coming from and the background that they're coming from. And also, I think you hit the nail on the head was the idea that there are some people who are just not willing to put in the effort, you know, that it, it isn't a easy thing to do. And I have to wake up every day with the energy level, uh, to attack that day being an integrity or looking at myself or realizing what I have to offer the world. Being willing to come from love and be vulnerable and do that every day is, is a lot of energy. It takes a lot out of you. And there are days where I go, fuck it, you know, like fuck it. I'm going to not deal. You know, and I did that for several days after the election. I was very much not dealing because it was like I had it just took me enough effort to get out of bed in the morning, let alone uh, show up (laughs) in a positive way for people. But now that I've gotten away from it and now that I I it feels better to me to to deal with it. And I think, too. Finding out that there are some people in my life that are Nina's and realizing that I can do this without crowd support. I don't know what word I'm looking for, but like I don't need I don't need 100 cheerleaders. Right. Yeah. And some of the cheerleaders, you know, gay people experience this when they come out of the closet. It's like you find out that you don't need everybody, you know, in your school to support you. What you need are your parents to support you. What you need is your best friend to support you. You know, like you find out those things. Um, and I think sometimes when we come, to, when it comes to doing the work, well, and here's something else that's kind of funny. I will say that I do know that doing this kind of work does ruin a good pity party sometimes. <laughs> uh, because once you've done enough of this work, it's hard not to know that you're the one that's doing it. Oh, it's so true. In AA, they say that AA will ruin your drinking. Because if you're really an alcoholic, if you're really an alcoholic and you are in AA and you go back out, you can't not be conscious of the fact that you're, you know, you've, you, you're drinking it. Now you're drinking knowing that you're an alcoholic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They just go for it. It's just like, I'm going for it. I've definitely seen that happen. I've done it. <laughs> I can, I'm a testimony where it's like, I know, and I like make a conscious statement, like, screw it, you know? Like, I'm oh, just yeah. going to. Me too. I've done it too. And I've even, you know, what's fat, what's funny to me, I'm trying to get better and better and better about like, again, shutting my mouth when I'm hijacked, but really shutting my mouth around you know, like this is a really good example, like how far drama we can get with, you know, again, the election, like, you know, the whole they're going to line us up and put us in concentration camp kind of thinking, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that really far out, like we have no evidence that that is happening. Uh, it's all a story in our heads and it's way dramatic and we can get way crazy with that. And I have have learned valuable lessons in my life around not spouting off about that kind of stuff when I'm all amped up because once all the hijack goes away and everything calms down, then I look silly. Mm -hmm. 
and overreactionary. And so I just try to keep that in check as much as possible. I still spout off my mouth probably way too much. Um, but at least, you know, I'm, I'm more and more conscious of it. It's always training and development. I'm more and more conscious of it all the time. I love it. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I think that that's something too, as we go into this next few weeks where we are going to be around just naturally in this holiday season. We're around a lot of people that we might not be around a lot of the time. So whether it's family members that are far away or going to holiday parties, you know, even like your company holiday party where you're around that husband of the woman that you love at work or whatever and he's a real douchebag or whatever, you know, it's like (laughs) we've all been there. (laughs) You know, so we have those moments that are happening to us here in these next few weeks, probably more than ever. And I think that's why there's this sort of heightened sense of, uh, you know, craziness that happens around the holiday season because we are kind of always having to face that, that issue and having to deal with some of those people who might approach you in a very whatever it might be. They're those Ninas or Neds or whoever they are in your life. So keeping keeping the knowledge in your head that like you don't have to share like you don't have to like let everybody know what's going on if that person says to you hey you know have you lost weight or whatever you know whatever it might be that you've been working on you don't have to be like oh yes I've gone through personal transformation and I'm doing this or I believe in the law of attraction or whatever you don't have to tell anybody any of those things you can just smile and nod and and move along your way not everybody needs to be part of your story exactly and I think it's even I think it's so valuable I'm glad you shared that about the weight loss journey because I agree it's when I it really is when I really want something for myself it's so much more I don't want to say valuable I don't know what the word is uh, powerful when it's just something I've had for I do just for me and then people noticing on the outside rather than me spouting off my mouth about it and then them asking me and I haven't followed through or mm-hmm. I just think it's a way more powerful experience because um, I've had the same thing where I've, you know, just kept things to myself or. Because it's about you. It's about your needs and your desires yeah. and your change and all of those things versus it being about anybody else. There's nobody else who's on that ride with you. And that is. And so then you're also only beholden to yourself. And when you let yourself down, yeah. you know, you're not going to let yourself off the hook as easily as other people will. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, very good topic. Yeah, I think we should do this. We'll keep doing this because the book really is one of those books. And I speak yeah. from experience where you literally pick it up, squirrel through the pages and pick a pick a page and read it and it's a good thing a good practice to be in on a daily basis just little things to remind yourself of where you are in the journey um we do go unconscious we do forget the little details of things that are in the book that help um you just work on a day-to-day basis so in addition to the podcast i think using that using the book as a as a guide is really really helpful yeah i agree all righty well as always join us in doing the work with jay and becca the facebook group we'd love to hear what you think about the ninas in your life and how you've dealt with that and how you deal with negativity love to hear you share your story um and uh please leave us a review if you like if you like our show if you hate our show we don't care we'd like to have a review 
one way or the other. So if you have time to do that, we'd appreciate it. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Becca. Thanks, Jay. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We hope that you got a little slice of practical transformation that you can use in your personal and business life. And here's what we want to leave you with. Whether you are just starting on this journey of practical transformation and just starting with baby step affirmations just to focus you in a direction of loving yourself, or whether you've been doing this work for a long time and you can literally say, I am thrilled with the path my life is on, wherever you are, whatever you're dealing with right now, you're right where you're supposed to be. The thing that's in front of you is the thing that's going to have you at your most powerful once you accomplish it. And what I know and what we know is if you're willing to take baby steps with progress, not perfection, and just staying on that horse, you're going to get there. And we're going to get there with you. So thanks for being with us. Now, don't forget to go and subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Let us know what you think. And reach us at info at doing, uh, sorry, info at jayandbecca.com. And that will let us know if you have any topics you want us to cover or anybody you want us to interview. Maybe you. You can reach us on our Facebook page too, right? Yep. Yeah, totally. So um, that's just facebook.com slash jayandbecca. All right. We'll see you around next time. Bye, Thanks for joining Jay. us.